The media is proving itself to be corrupt right now. Totally, totally, totally corrupt. What is taking place in Cuba right now has nothing to do with socialism, according to the media. Potato chips, Jen Psaki said, well, this is about mismanagement. Now they're covering it. But I don't see the blue checks covering their profiles in Cuban flags, saying down with socialism, communism, totalitarianism, the police state. They're not sticking micro. Why isn't anyone chasing around Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or Bernie Sanders or the mayor of New York City? All of these out-Democrat socialists and communists that promote the very system of government that's in Cuba. Why are they? Why are these people oppressed? Because of white nationalism? Because of capitalism? Because they are trying to achieve the classless society? What is it? What is the president? The media can't say it. They can't say it. And the Democrats can't say it either. Why do you think they've gone radio silent on Venezuela? Notice that. Radio silent. They pounce on Israel. Whenever they get the chance, they pounce on Israel. But Venezuela, nothing. Cuba, nothing. It almost disgusts the media and the Democrats when people like in Hong Kong are fighting for their freedom and they wave the American flag because the Democrats and the media think the American flag is a symbol of white nationalism. Well, funny. Asians... In Asia, Latinos in Latin America, they don't seem to think so. They want what that flag represents so badly, so desperately. The other one, the other one, Republicans are trying to defund the police. What? What are you talking about? Well, they don't want to sign, they don't want to sign into this $3.5 trillion spending bill. Saying that the federal government should not be funding local police, is not defunding the police. That's like saying if you've got a woman that wants to be a trans man and you're not willing to give her a penis, it's like you're taking her penis away. I'm not taking your penis away. I'm just not giving you one. Local police are supposed to be funded by local taxes. Local police are supposed to be accountable to local government. And if there's an overreaching or overarching authority, it should be the county government or finally the state government. And let me let you in a little secret here. You know, I, the, the Democrats, Democrat, my, I have never, I, I, this is just my experience, not scientific. I've never met a consistent Democrat. I've never met someone, I've never met a Democrat who believed in the 10th Amendment until Donald Trump. Now they don't believe in it again. Same thing. Look, look at the migrant situation. All of a sudden, you go, oh, hey, 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 hey. Don't get any crazy ideas about coming here from Cuba. People have been pouring in from these Marxist, Leninist nations for years. For years. And the Democrats said nothing. Well, yeah, people are fleeing poverty and violence. We have to do something here. You want to see what poverty and violence looks like? Try being a protester in Cuba. But, but you know what? The Cubans can't all come here. I'm consistent. We cannot afford to take care of every person that comes here from Cuba. 
And I said it yesterday, the first one out of the gate, by the way, is a Repub the Republican mayor of Miami who wants airstrikes on Cuba. No. Hard no. Hard no. I said it yesterday that by the Sunday news cycle, there'd be people talking about war with Cuba. No. Hard no. We are not, we are not in a position right now after two decades in Afghanistan and almost two decades in Iraq, well, in, in pieces now, to go ahead and take over Cuba. Because if we overthrow their government, we're the government. That means we got to be 911. We got to be education. We got to make sure the power comes on and the water flows. Not that they were doing a very good job of it, but they're going to turn to us. Cuba has to fix itself. See, oh, wow, isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy? You have the democratic process in Honduras, El Salvador. It might be corrupt as hell, but they have, they have elections. And I'm being consistent here. Totally, totally consistent. We can't invade Cuba. We can't bring all the Cubans here. But the difference for the Democrats is, and the media won't point this out, there's only one reason why they don't want Latinos coming here from Cuba. And we all know the answer. Because that's a likely Republican voter. Actually, it's probably a guarantee. You want to bet? I'll make you a bet right now. You want to see the biggest Trump rally ever? If Trump went to Cuba, that would be the biggest rally ever. Make Cuba great again. That would be the biggest rally ever. Those people would pour in to hear Donald Trump. Look at the reception Kamala Harris got in Guatemala. They had no idea what the hell she was talking about. Defund the police. That's Republicans now. I went back in time. I went back in time about a year. I want to start with Joe Biden here. Biden's all of a sudden talking real tough about domestic violence. We didn't hear one word from the Democrats or the media on domestic violence. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. Cities that were on fire. Cities that were on fire were mostly peaceful. And I'm going to center in on something. I think Ali Velshi... I think this guy's completely full of crap. But he said the quiet part out loud, and we're going to get to that in just a minute. That really the way the media, the Democrats, especially in academia, look at street-based violence, as long as it serves their purpose, it's okay. If you got to burn down a few family businesses, if you got to light up a few police cars, if you got to pull some motorists from their car and beat them half to death, as long as it advances the socialist agenda, it's worth everything. That's why they don't, that's why they don't criticize Antifa. If you ask a Democrat in the media, let's talk about January 6th. Oh, Jan oh, January, the worst thing ever. Worse since the Civil War. Presidents of the United States were assassinated during the, after, uh, after the Civil War. Two more had attempts. 
Lincoln, McKinley, and Kennedy. Kennedy's a Democrat. Roosevelt and Reagan had attempts on their lives. There was Pearl Harbor. There was 9-11. Unless you don't consider the Pentagon the Capitol. Oh, it's not. The Capitol, like the Capitol, like Washington, D.C., or the Capitol building. Because the Senate was bombed by leftists in 1983. Let's not forget the weather underground. We've seen a lot of left-wing violence since the Civil War. But January 6th is the worst thing in the world. And we got to crack down on domestic violence. Play cut one. It's no longer just about who gets to vote or making it easier for eligible voters to vote. It's about who gets to count the vote. Who gets to count whether or not your vote counted at all. Wait a second. Is that Biden or Stalin? Wasn't it Stalin who said it's not who votes, it's who counts the vote? Play cut two. So hear me clearly. There's an unfolding assault taking place in America today, an attempt to suppress and subvert the right to vote and fair and free elections, an assault on democracy, an assault on liberty, an assault on who we are, who we are as Americans. For make no mistake, bullies and merchants of fear, peddlers of lies, are threatening the very foundation of our country. Gives me no pleasure to say this. I never thought in my entire career I'd ever have to say it. But I swore an oath to you, to God, to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution. And that's an oath that forms a sacred trust to defend America against all threats, both foreign and domestic. And domestic! When you had a member of a left-wing militia lead an assault, lead an assault on the ICE detention facility in Tacoma, Washington, did anybody, what, what was the response to this? Well, the media covered it. But they did nothing with it. Willem Van Spronson, who advertised himself as a member of Antifa, advertised himself as a so-called anti-racist. Nobody said, whoa, whoa, wait a second. What does that mean? Headline NPR, July 23rd, 2020. I am Antifa. One activist's violent death became a symbol for right and left. News of the attack trickled out of Tacoma, Washington. Just after dawn on a Sunday morning, the details were fuzzy at first. One dead, a fire, the local ICE facility. But those who were close to Willem Van Spronsen all said the same thing. They just knew. Van Spronsen, 69 years old, a Dutch-born immigrant, musician and father of two, was a lifelong activist and early member of the Puget Sound John Brown Gun Club, an armed anti-fascist group in the Seattle area. Why don't they call those people a militia? Right-wing militias, right-wing militias. 
He stood up to far-right leaders at local rallies. It was a fixture at, a dem- at demonstrations against immigration policy, especially family separation. Kids in cages, he called it. Wait, kids in cages? So now we have a man. We have a man who's using... No, no, notice how every time, well, make America great again or America first. That, uh, that's something that white supremacists said in the 20s. Kids in cages was something the AOC said. All the Democrats were saying it. He was acting on the Democrats. Kids in cages. Left-wing militia. Immigrant. From where? Oh, yeah. A really white nation. Van Spronson's belief in militancy to fight injustice showed up in his song lyrics and street protests. Eventually, friends said... It shaped what they call his final action. Sounds like a final solution. Which began around 4 a.m. that July 13th, armed with a semi-automatic rifle, authorities say. Van Spronson crept under the grounds of the sprawling immigration jail, set his car on fire, and tossed Molokov cocktails. And then died in a hail of police bullets. So this man assaulted a federal law enforcement facility. No talk of domestic violence. No talk of domestic terrorism. Then there's this one. This didn't bother the media at all. Not one bit. From local KTVZ television in Portland. July 24th, 2020. Fire set inside federal courthouse. Fence, 18 arrested on federal charges. And oh, look at the woman leading this. She's wearing what looks like some kind of animal skin suit with what looks like a Viking hat and holding a shield. Almost like a blue anon shaman. Another night of fiery confrontation was reported on late Thursday and early Friday in downtown Portland with fires set both inside and outside the fence surrounding the Mark Hatfield Federal Courthouse, police said. In the evening hours of July 23rd, 2020, a large group of more than 1,000 people gathered on Southwest 3rd Avenue outside the Justice Center and Federal Courthouse in downtown Portland for several hours. The group blocked traffic and vocalized in demonstration. That's cute. At 11 p.m., group members began setting fires inside the fence that protects the federal courthouse. Several several other people were seen shaking the fence, launching projectiles over the fence, and using different tools to disassemble the fence. What do you call this? What do you call this? Is this not domestic violence? The media didn't say, we needed an investigation here. Biden was silent. But now he's going to talk tough on domestic violence. I've got more. Wines at 695 Patriot, 957-2874. Right now as we speak before I go to break, the Democrats are getting ready to spend another $3.5 trillion. Just for a little context, the most recent, probably almost a decade of budgets has been about four, four trillion, four point one trillion, with about a half trillion to a trillion of deficit baked in. This is another three point five trillion on top of the two trillion just spent and all the other COVID packages. 
We're right. They're wrong. That's the end of the story. This is the hardcore Sirius XM Patriot. <laughs>